Today's guest on Leave Your Mark is Michael Stark. He is a current cancer patient at UPMC Hillman. Hi there and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast, Leave Your Mark, with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it, it's Cortez. If freeze and chop is in it, it's Cortez. Leave Your Mark is about inspiring the world, one guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb, it's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. Today's guest on Leave Your Mark is Michael Stark. We're going to have Michael share his story with us today. He lives in Gibsonia, PA. I'm going to have Michael just say a few things about who he is and what was going on in his life when he found out that he had cancer. Thanks for coming today. Vince, good to see you. Yes, life was normal. Everything was great. I was as healthy as can be. And then I uh, was not feeling real well one day. It had some symptoms. I thought I was really dehydrated. I ended up going into the emergency room one night and uh, they did some tests and they said, look, it's probably nothing as a preponderance of evidence. Let's just... Uh, do a quick CT scan and I'm sure everything's fine, but we're gonna keep you overnight for observation. And when I woke up the next morning, uh, there was a woman standing over me saying, uh, I, you shouldn't panic when you hear the words radical nephrectomy. It just means we're taking your kidney. It's not that big a deal. We do it all the time. And I you know, time out, you sort of missed something. What happened? And lo and behold, that's when I found out that I had kidney cancer. And um, of course you've been through it. Um, Panic ensued initially, and I was confused and didn't know what was going on. And then shortly after that, they said, you know, we'll take some more tests. It has spread. It's around your lungs. You've got it in a couple of places. So kept going downhill. Other than that, I was as healthy as a horse, and I was shocked to hear it, obviously. Is there anything significant going on in your life at that time? Your family or your job, or was there some additional stress? There's always some stress associated with my job, but really the, the thing that was going on that was consuming the family in terms of our thoughts was... I think it was literally three weeks from the day I found out that I had it. You know, my first child was going to be married and, uh, you know, everyone was planning for that wedding. And that was the other thing that was sort of in the back of my mind. Oh my God, I can't screw this up for, for my future daughter-in-law. She's been planning so hard for this thing. How soon, so you found out and then the wedding was 30 days, 60 days away? Three weeks. Oh. Three weeks to the day. Okay, and now you know you got cancer. You just had a reality check on a couple of fronts. Where was your perspective? How were you seeing a way through this? Um, you know, initially I wasn't seeing a way through it, quite honestly. That, that came in time. I guess my initial thought was, we're not going to do anything. We're not going to talk about it until this wedding's over. Let's just put that behind us and let everyone enjoy themselves. But I was told I, I couldn't. We could not wait. So then in that three-week window, how much time did you ever make a decision about what you're going to do? They told you you had to come down. Oh, I, uh, I was under the knife within 10 days. Oh, wow. So it was like you get the apple cart tipped. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So now 10 days away from a wedding now. So how yeah. are you feeling? I, I still wouldn't really focus on the long term at this point. I, I kind of had these short term goals, one of which was let's get through this wedding and not disrupt it. And let me be an active participant in it. One of the negotiations I had with the surgeon was I need to be able to make this. So if you're going to cut me open, I need to be able to participate. He said, Mike, you know, we'll have you up and walking the next day. You're going to be in a considerable amount of pain. We'll figure that out, but you'll be able to, to get there. So that's sort of what everyone's focus was, was just making the wedding. So then you made the best of that. I'm assuming that went well. 
they made some special accommodations for me. And, you know, I wasn't exactly doing the chicken dance at the reception. At the <laughs> I was able to participate. You were, you're in good spirits, though, obviously. <laughs> All right, now, this being all still, you're under 30 days old. So what were you thinking now moving forward that big event had come and gone? Uh, the reality, you kind of settle back in on your treatment now or what the next steps would be. What were they doing with you? One well, in interim, I had had multiple CAT scans and PET scans and stuff like that. And they were finding it popping up all over the place. So then the course of action was to uh, recover from the surgery, you know, because it's pretty major stuff. And then when my body was healthy enough, they would start a, a systemic immunotherapy treatment that drug on for a while, Vince, and that, that became kind of a low point. You know, the, the very first time my wife and I met with the oncologist, you had to have gone here too. You kind of go to a dark place. And I said, really, how bad is this? How much time do I have? <clears throat> and uh, our doctor said, untreated, you might have a year. Wow. So that was tough. So, and, you know, the good news is, is here we are almost three years later. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's the great news. In that interim, though, and, and the part that became difficult was, you know, I had the surgery and they're like, you might have a year if you don't have treatment. So I'm like, great, let's get treated, dude. Let's start. Let's go now. But my body wasn't healthy enough to start the immunotherapy. So that drug on for five weeks, I think, before I could do it. And so during that five-week period, I was going insane. Like, come on, let's go. What are we waiting for type stuff? And that was tough. That was tough. You know, I, I, and quite honestly, I thought, you know, this is, this is pretty much it. Let's get the, uh, my affairs in order, if you will. Oh, wow. Um, then I, I just kept, I, and I literally told my wife multiple times, I'm like, I just need a win. I need something good to happen here. So I kind of had to figure out what that win was. And lo and behold, you know, after all kinds of horrible tests, they finally came through and said, all right, you're ready. We can go. And as soon as that happened, it sort of changed my perspective. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Now we can... Let's get going. I'm, I'm ready to go. This is my time. The doctors are doing their stuff. The researchers are doing their stuff. I got to do my part. Now, I have to bring this up because I think every cancer patient goes through this. When you're going through, as you mentioned there, a win, how much does a spiritual influence play in on that part? Because I think everybody has a footprint of who God is and what they're all about, how the spirit is going to move in you. It's like, I don't have the control that I thought I did. Do I trust these doctors enough with my life? Where were your uh, thoughts going at these moments? Because you had quite a bit going on. Yeah. You know, the spirituality played a huge part of it, obviously. You know, you do a lot of praying, saying, kind of from, you know, maybe this isn't as bad as we think it is. Maybe it's a mistake. Maybe it's going to get better. And that wasn't starting to happen. But uh, at some point, I had to say, all right, I can't do this myself. I got to give it up to, to someone else. If that's a higher power, Lord, you know, get me through this, help me through the struggle. Let me make this not as bad as it potentially could be for my family, you know, that type stuff. And then, uh, you know, the doctors are doing their part. We're at home and you mentioned, you know, it's a great cancer center. I had the utmost confidence in what they were doing. And then all that was sort of fluttering around my head at the same time. I'm, I'm trying to take care of others and you know, get my affairs in order and all of that kind of fun stuff. And I think a critical moment, in addition to me putting confidence in the Lord and the doctors and all these other things, one day, man, so I don't know what the trigger, triggering event was, but uh, 
I said, damn it, I got to do my part. And I got pissed. <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't taking me down. You know, I've had challenges before. This is a big one. But damn it, I'm not going to let him do it. Right. And, and I think that was sort of the turning point. You were taking steps towards your health. Now, you're three years into this. And where's your current situation now? Well, we're still fighting. It's a struggle. It's a process. So Vince, I've been through, had the kidney removed. I've been through two forms of immunotherapy, one study involving a, a form of immunotherapy. And a, a, You're in a bit of a clinical trial or just legit? I, I was, unfortunately. Okay. In the middle of that clinical trial, they found out it spread to my brain. And I don't think they wanted me as part of the trial. But, uh, you know, so I'm on something else now. It's a funky form of chemo which uh, doesn't require me to have uh, the infusions that I was getting every other week. And I think uh, I, I met you at one. I've had three or four surgeries to deal with 14 tumors in my brain. I've had one recently at the end of last year and the end of 19 for uh, one in my liver. The radiation has turned all those back. So each time I do something, it pops up, we're playing whack-a-mole. Let's put it that way. Systemically in my body, I'm keeping the existing tumors from growing. They're actually shrinking. Every now and then it pops up in my brain. And when we do this, you know, high intensity radiation type treatment to deal with that. But every time I do events, I view it as there's less cancer in my body than there was two years ago. So I'm tilting the field in my favor. My immune system, my body is able to fight this stuff with the tools that Hillman and, and my doctors are giving me. So I am viewing this long-term as treating it as a chronic disease. So, you know, if your neighbor has diabetes, it doesn't go away with a pill or a shot. It's something that they're going to deal with for the rest of their life. They're going to monkey with their diet. They're going to take medication. They're going to live another 30 years, and then they're going to die of something else. And that's how I'm treating this cancer and, and, until, you know, some scientist figures out, uh, you know, the magic bullet that takes care of it. Well, I like your spirituality. I think it's a combination of the two where you're strengthened your God and your blessed surgeon or oncologist comes through and, and you're there to meet the two of them. I want to thank you for, for coming and speaking to me today because you're still in this battle. When you get to the point where you're at, where you're accepting of your situation on a whole nother emotional level, it's like, there's no words that can really describe where you're at. It's extremely emotional being a father and a husband. I really am praying for you in this fight. And the word fight is crazy because it's like it's fighting for your brain and your body, but your soul goes on and you're a strong enough man in your faith to know that. And one of the things I asked for in prayers early on was, yeah, I don't want to say it was a negotiation, but I'm like, Lord, just get me through this and let me then go back to others and share my experience and provide some, some hope, you know, encouragement. Let's, let's help these other people. And lo and behold, in the last year, just slightly under a year, two people pretty close to me have been diagnosed with cancer. And as you know, it's not really a disease. It's a thousand disease. They're all a little different story. Yeah. I wasn't able to offer medical advice, but I could tell them things like, here's what you're almost certain to go through initially. And here's what you're going to be thinking. And here's what's constructive. And here's what's not. And here, this will take you to a dark place. Don't go there. You know, caution. And just certain physical things, you know, the, the unpredictability of the side effects of some of the drugs you cannot schedule. 
and you got to roll with it, pal. You know, you're going to wake up some days and feel great and, you know, make the most of that day. There are some days where you can't get out of bed. Instead of dwelling on the fact that you can't get out of bed, start thinking about those days when things were fine and how you're going to get there again in the not too distant future. Those type things. And I, and I honestly believe it, it made me feel better by being able to share this with those folks. And at the same time, I know it helped them. So, you know, it's a nice trade-off. It's nice to feel that you've got other folks, you know, you've gone through something similar. There's other people on this journey or in this fight with you. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. I totally know what you feel when you give your, a piece of yourself away to provide somebody else comfort. That's an amazing thing. How would you say going through this experience has made you different? You know, I, I have... Uh, that's a great question. I would say, if I step back and look at it, this is the greatest challenge that I have faced. And you know, I'm still here, three years. So whatever they throw at me next, I'm prepared for. And I'm talking outside of this disease. Anything else that can come sort of pales in comparison. There was a big deal before that we would be all, or I would be stressed out about and worried about. <laughs> I, I got cancer, dude. I got tumors all through my body. I, this other little aspect isn't going to unnerve me. I got this, you know. Wow. So your perspective is some things are just completely unimportant. You know, you have a different balance in your mind. That would be a better way of saying it. Yeah. That's amazing. You are listening to Leave Your Mark with your host, Vince Cortez. Leave Your Mark. Your mind. Inspiring the world. One guess at a time. What I want to do is just, I want to create an opportunity for people to reach out and pray for you. And I would like to get with you again, check in with you again and share what's going on in your story. As you mentioned, you're ready to reach out to give that piece of yourself back. And I think if I can provide that opportunity myself with what I'm doing, that people can share and pray for you and help guide your strength and let you know there's a caring group or souls out there that want to share themselves and their love for you and your healing. We need to come back and do this again another time. Whenever you're available or comfortable to do it again, there's definitely going to be people who have heard what you had to say, and they're going to be interested in and wanting to reach out. So I look forward to talking to you again. I believe in you. I really know that you're going to heal through all of this. You're an incredible soul and you have a lot of fight in you and you have a lot to give. So I want to thank you for your time and your faith. And let's just find when we're going to speak again, because this was really enlightening because I know we've talked many times and I believe you can make it. You got what it takes. It's funny because you and I've met many people and I think that's the part that hurt the most was watching those that got treatment. Uh, not make it. You know, I saw many people in there over my four-year window and, and going in and getting treatment that uh, you were going in and they were the same day as you, you know, month after month, and then they're not there. So that really hurts. And it's good that we have each other right now. Yeah. And uh, it's a three-month window. I get a, a report card every three months in, in the form of MRIs and CT scans. And then, then we set a course of action after that. And uh, you know, you just let me know. Let's do this. To, can you give us what your current status, what was your last scans? Well, the last one um, was actually surgery. So I had to go in at the end of uh, 
May, I think it was the last day of May, and uh, we addressed three tumors in my brain uh, at Presby. So now we just wait and see, you know, so three months from that point, I'll go back and we'll take a look in there and see if it worked. And now, um, are you on any other medications besides that treatment? Yeah, I have a daily medication that I have to take, which which okay. some side effects. I'm generally good for, you know, a week and a half, and then the wheels come off, and I have to take a little bit of a break, and then we start again. And This is the battle they're talking about. This is the fight. The quality of life isn't what you remember. It's, no. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of side effects with it, and there are almost too many to, to, to name, but the, the biggest ones are you are extremely fatigued for a few days. It's got some stomach issues, obviously, which I won't go into detail with. So let's just say out of a a 30 day period, month, you know, I might get 20 days that are pretty good, 10 suck. So on those 20 days, I try to be as active as possible. I try to get out and ride a bike or exercise in some form or fashion, just to strengthen myself for those other 10 days where I'm kind of laid up. And then in addition to some of the physical stuff, it does, no one seems to know why, but it does affect me cognitively. I'll struggle for words sometimes in sentences. I can't remember facts. I can't remember names sometimes. And my vision starts to go. And that's when I say the wheels come wow. off. At that point, I got to stop. And then it clears, you know, 72 hours. I'm kind of back to normal. And then, you know, within a week. Look, sorry, I don't know if you heard that. Is it thunder? Yeah, sorry. No, 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 that's all right. Let's do this. I really want to get your current condition so when we come back for our next visit, pick up from where we left off. If you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner. From East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're not into the dirty South straight, make a left and body body. Contact us. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. Dude, I'm going to tell you the next time we talk that the gamma knife worked and I have, my brain is disease free and it's going to be that way for another year and that the tumors in my body continue to shrink. That's what I'm going to tell you. That's what I want to hear. All right. Well then uh, I want to thank you for coming by. I appreciate your story and what you're going through. Uh, unbelievable. You're a warrior. You're a total warrior. You're a credit to your family and your marriage. I got a lot of help, pal. Yeah. Got a lot of help. Excellent. So I want to thank you and uh, we'll, we'll check in with you soon. All right. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click leave your mark with Vince Cortez.